With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the Opposition Research Podcast on HawkeyeNation.com. Welcome to the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week I'll find a beat reporter, blogger, or broadcaster that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a suggestion for who I should talk to in a given week or if you have questions you would like me to ask, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. Let's get to this week's game. Iowa travels to Northwestern at 11 a.m. kick. The Wildcats are 1-5. The Hawkeyes are about 10-point favorites right now. My guest today covers Northwestern for the Chicago Tribune. It's Teddy Greenstein. Teddy, thank you for the time. My pleasure, Andrew. How are you? I'm doing well. I want to start by getting a feel for what Iowa fans can expect from Northwestern this weekend. I know the offense has struggled. What can you tell us about who we will see on the field and who we should be looking for to make plays? Yeah, struggle is uh, is definitely putting it mildly. I mean, this is a team that uh, has two touchdown passes this season, which is uh, which is pretty awful. I mean, it's down there. Uh, with Rutgers in terms of uh, really ineptitude, it's been it's been pretty shocking uh, to see how, how bad it's been. I mean, I think people are now getting a greater appreciation of uh, Clayton Thorson and what he did as a four year starter. But uh, Aiden Smith um, uh, is the quarterback. You know, he his stats against Ohio State were, were terrible, six for twenty. But he actually didn't play that badly, which just goes to show you kind of how bad things are around. And the offensive line is also been okay i think it's just a there's a real void in uh in playmakers you know the receivers are are not getting separation um they're just very few big plays um there's this tailback isaiah bowser who who you saw at iowa last year who's solid he'd been injured for much of the season but he came back last week and played pretty well there's drake anderson who's a a, a real fast little guy but um just not making the big plays uh, Northwestern needs to to you know to, to really impact the game and, and score points. Is that then kind of the biggest issue with the offense? Just a lack of playmakers. I think so because that's the thing. I mean, you know, Pat Fitzgerald, he, he's happy. He he says he's happy with how the offensive line is playing. Um, I think they only sacked Aiden Smith one time, and they were able to run it actually decently against Ohio State. So if you can't put it on the line. Um, and, you know, the quarterback play, I, I mean, it certainly hasn't been good, but compared to Mitch Trubisky, it's actually been reasonable. I mean, Aiden Smith, um, you know, when there are plays to make, he's been okay with them. Um, he scrambles pretty well. He's pretty good on the QB draws, and he's not a terrible passer. Um, so I think at that point you'd have to say, well, then why aren't they doing anything? And it's it's just, to me, it's a, it's poor play calling. It's a, It's a scheme that other teams are totally prepared for, um, you know, Mick McCall is in like his 11th season as offensive coordinator. There's a lot of heat on him and rightfully so. And um, yeah, you just don't ever see Northwestern receivers wide open. I mean, the windows are tight. Uh, you don't see a lot of, you know, broken tackles. You don't see a lot of speed. Uh, the receivers are just okay. And, um, you know, the result is uh, 12.5 points a game, which is which is not getting it done. 
Man, it, it really feels like you could be talking in some ways about the Iowa offense right now. You know, pe- people knowing what to expect, uh, a lack of separation, all that stuff. Yeah, you know, these coaching staffs have been around so long. Obviously, Fitz and and Kirk Ferentz are, uh, you know, they are the, the the old men of uh, of the Big Ten, and they've accomplished great things. But you definitely feel like, you know, the fans and media members, I think sometimes you're like, God, can we inject some new life into this? I mean, you know, speaking about Northwestern, you know, in, in the year 2000, uh, Northwestern's offense was uh, way ahead of its time. You know, I mean, it was one of the first to adopt the, the no huddle spread attack. And, um, you know, even as recently as, well, maybe, you know, 2007, 8, 9, you know, Northwestern Dolphins was doing some great things. Dan Persa, Kate Coulter, and it's just gotten so, so stale. I mean, I see these, you know, other teams around the country, and it seems like 30 points is now the standard for a decent offense, and 12.5 is just not even close. And and it's and even that number is deceivingly high because most of that came against UNLV uh, in the Big Ten games. I think the team's averaging 9.5 points a game, so... Um, it's been a, a really boring and disappointing product this year. All right, well, how about defensively? Uh, who are the big playmakers? Are, are there position groups we should be looking out for Saturday? Yeah, I mean, uh, defensive end Joe Gaziano, number 97, is uh, fantastic. And he, I think, is the um, you know active leader in the Big Ten in sacks. He rarely goes a game uh, without being in the backfield. He forced a fumble against Ohio State. He sacked Justin Fields. He's relentless. And Northwestern is lucky he came back for his graduate season. Um, Patty Fisher, the linebacker number 42, is consistently excellent. Um, he's a guy who, you know, of everyone on the team, I'm most confident will play on Sundays. Uh, super solid guy, big, good speed. Uh, so the offense, the defense hasn't been a problem. That said, you know, defense really played poorly against Ohio State, against a team that Northwestern feel like Northwestern feels like is the best they've seen uh, in at least a decade. So, you know, no defense has looked good against Ohio State, but that was disappointing because the Wildcats had been a top 12 defense until that night. Is there an area of Iowa's team that you think Northwestern is going to be able to exploit with some success? No, I, I really don't. Um, definitely not exploit. I mean, if Northwestern's able to win this game, it's going to be, you know, a score like the last two years, 17-10, 14-10. Um, there's no way Northwestern <laughs> runs away with this game. So, you know, it would just have to be a case where um, Northwestern doesn't turn it over, uh, where they harass Nate Stanley um, and finally generate some offense. I mean, there, there really was a bright spot last week in terms of uh, the rushing attack, Northwestern, you know, ran it decently uh, against Ohio State, especially early in the game. That gave fans some hope. But then, you know, Northwestern got so far down. They're down like 28-3 in the second quarter, had to try to pass it, pass it, pass it. And there's no way Northwestern can succeed that way. What's the most dangerous part of Iowa's team in your mind this Saturday? Um, you know, I, I don't know if there's one real danger zone. I mean, obviously Nate Stanley, when he's cooking, throws a lot of touchdown passes. And um, I feel like Iowa's got, you know, skill on the outside with Smith Marset. So, so that could be something, but you just don't feel like this game can get at a hand, like uh, the Ohio state game. You know, it, it's when you don't have uh, a quarterback who scrambles all that much, uh, I think Northwestern goes in thinking, okay, 
you know, if we just if we just do our thing, we can probably hold these guys to 14 or 17 points. Um, you know, that that that's at least the goal anyway. I don't think there's you know much fear of uh, of a blowout. Northwestern knows Iowa so well. Um, but hey, it, it, Northwestern has to score to win. You, you can't score three, seven, or ten points and expect to win the game. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that uh, Iowa fans have been frustrated with this series the last few years. You know, three losses in a row. Northwestern celebrates a Big Ten West title on Kinnick Stadium last year. Uh, and Iowa fans have a complex about Northwestern. They've been a thorn in our side in both football and basketball. What's your sense for how Northwestern fans see this game and then see Iowa's program as a whole? Yeah, um, you know, Iowa is in a lot of ways a rivalry game for Northwestern. Um, starting the season, if you could, add, you know, if you asked Northwestern fans who they'd want to beat, certainly some would say Illinois, but Illinois has been so bad that I don't think people really consider the Illini a threat. Now this year, absolutely. I mean, Illinois would probably be favored against Northwestern if they played tomorrow. Other Northwestern fans would talk about Nebraska because that's developed really quickly into a great series. Uh, basically, every game is, is within a touchdown, but. Generally speaking, you know, this is the intriguing series. And, I mean, you know the history. Obviously, Hayden Fry just – his teams just destroyed Northwestern decade after decade after decade. And Gary Barnett came in and said, we're picking Iowa as a rival because when we're finally able to beat Iowa, that's when, we'll, you know, we'll know we've accomplished something. So it's been a, a, a great, tough, competitive series since uh, about 1995. And Absolutely. I think, um, you know, the fact that Fitz and, and Kirk Ferentz have been there forever as well, um, you know, adds to uh, certainly what's an interesting battle almost every year. He is at Teddy Greenstein on Twitter. Give him a follow. Follow his work at the Chicago Tribune, not just on Northwestern, but Chicago sports as a whole. He's a fantastic uh, writer over there. Teddy, thank you so much for the time today. That was great. Enjoy today, Andrew. Take care, buddy. There you have it. Hopefully the Hawkeyes can get another big win. We learned last week every Big Ten win is a big win uh, and get back into the groove before the bye week and the game in Madison that is looming. You can join Joe Schmelke and myself Thursday evenings at the front row. This week I'll be by myself. Joe won't be there, but most of the time it's Joe and I Thursday evenings at the front row in Clive, 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. You can listen on KXNO. And, of course, keep up with everything Hawkeye sports right here on HawkeyeNation.com. Thank you for listening. Go Hawks.